Hey, podcast listeners. Welcome to Reviving Her with Jackie Crawley. Here at Reviving Her, we pride ourselves on coming together as the body of Christ to receive encouragement from our Heavenly Father, to reignite the holy fire within us, and to advance His kingdom on earth. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Reviving Her. We are on our last episode of our first season, Surrender. Guys, I am so excited to introduce to you one of our guest speakers today. Now, this guest speaker is so special to my heart. Not only has she been one of my greatest friends and one of my deepest sister in heart, like my sister spirit, you know, you know, you guys all have that, those sisters that are not born to you, but you just have this deep connection. But guys, she is my pastor. And so I am so excited to have one of the many women that have poured into me on air. And her name is Hannah Hooker. Welcome, girl. Oh, my goodness, Jackie. That um, that intro, like, I'm not sure I can recover from that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, you know, listeners, if I could just pause for just a second. Um, Jackie and I have been through some some stuff that maybe even will um will even uh add to the value of what we're talking about today but but we're so thankful for the lord so i'm just honored to be able to be here with you jackie uh, because you mean so much to me and then all of you listeners um that are tuning in wherever you are whenever you tune in um, we're excited i'm excited that god is going to be able to speak through me today Yes. Yay. We are so excited. So even though I love every piece about you, can you tell our (laughs) listeners a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you? Yeah. So my name is Hannah Hooker is what um, Miss Jackie, I call her Miss Jackie just because, you know, I try to honor her, but um, what (laughs) Jackie, powerful anointed one has had spoken. Um, I am, oh my goodness, I'm third, I'll be 34 years old this year. Wow. Excuse me. Um, I, uh, I married, uh, it'll be 11 years this May and my husband, his name is Chad and he's just so awesome. But we have, we have three daughters, Jordan, Peyton and Ellison, and they keep us on our toes. So, um, (laughs) and I am, as Jackie said, I'm a full time family pastor at Freedom Life Church in Hampton, Virginia. And, you know, I love everything that I do. I love people. I love uh, pouring into people. I love experiencing um, the presence of the Lord. Um, But it hasn't always been easy. And I'm excited to be able to dive in um, to what we're going to talk about today with surrendering the imposter syndrome, because this is what I lived through throughout my, like my ministry career. Um, so yeah. Awesome. All right. Let's get to it, girl. Um, so what is your definition of imposter syndrome? So for me, when I first heard this and, um, I just want to pause too, for just a second, because when I first heard this word or this phrase, um, I heard it from someone that I didn't really want to hear it from, if that makes sense. That's good. Yeah. So I had to, before I even knew what imposter syndrome was, I had to like learn to die to my flesh. And in that season, it wasn't easy, but so imposter syndrome to me is, you know, really like 
I'm afraid that I'm going to be found out. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm surrounded because I work in a, a pretty much male dominated um, culture, uh, yeah. work environment. And I feel like I'm going to be, oh my goodness, if I say anything, I'm going to be found out like that I'm not the smartest, that I don't know all the scriptures, the context, yeah. the Hebrew, all of these things. So I, it, for imposter syndrome for me, it makes me most often be quiet because I'm afraid like, oh, you're not, you don't need a seat at this table because you don't know anything. You're not good enough. Um, and I've really had to walk through that in depth. Um, and I'm sure we'll probably get to this in just a little bit, but like there was a, a key moment for me when I realized like, yo girl, you can't, you can't continue to identify with these lies that are not true. Like these lies, and it's not necessarily often lies that people tell you. It's lies that you believe for yourself because the enemy is a very real enemy still. Right. Yeah. My husband said something like, you know, um, so often we believe the devil that we, uh, think we know, but Mm. we don't believe the devil that we actually have already been has been defeated yeah like so um yeah so I think imposter syndrome for me is just really like you know I feel like I have to fake it because I'm a fraud or and and that's just lies all of that all of them are lies so yeah yeah that's a good definition I absolutely love how you said um how your husband was like teaching you like it's not the it's not Satan it's not the enemy that we think we know but it's like the enemy that's already been defeated that is so yeah. good that is so good um okay so yes. now that you have told us your definition of imposter syndrome i'm sure you have yeah. a ton of experiences with it but what was that one experience that you can share with us that just like changed you yeah, girl. Oh my goodness. So are you all ready just to buckle up? Um, I, and I, I was talking to Jackie in, in preparation for this because she's just amazing and she listens to Holy Spirit. And um, I was talking to her and the Lord was like, because for me, a part of my imposter syndrome is I need to try to control everything. I have to make sure that, okay, you have to always have it together. Everything has to look nice. You have to have a, a three-point sermon to, to get all this. And, and the Holy Spirit was like, he was halting me in preparation. And I'm like, wait, what? And he was like, it's and, and Jackie, he used Jackie, was like, you've already lived through this. You don't have to have everything together when you're telling your story. Yes. So the most, I think the, the most pivotal um moment for me in realizing that I did have imposter syndrome um, because it's 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 not just the surface layer of imposter syndrome there's many yeah. layers to that um, and when we begin to uncover them it's not fun no. so I'm giving you all of this backstory just to so I can tell you mine it's not fun it hurts it makes you want to just move away from everything it makes you want to honestly just quit yeah. at what you're doing so about um, let's see, six or seven years ago, um, about, about six, maybe five, but who's counting? It was a time. Um, <laughs> so I had never, um, been on a church staff or really had like a real job. And, um, I grew up, um, um, 
like Southern Baptist, real legalistic. And I, I grew up thinking that I always had to have everything together, that there was a certain way that I had to live and there was much more law than there was grace. And so when I, I came on staff here at Freedom Life Church, um, I, I honestly, I was overwhelmed. I was like used to my small bubble because I grew up in a, such a small town and really sheltered um, and really not knowing that there was greater opportunity for me. Yeah. Um, especially with my relationship with Jesus. And um, so I came on staff and uh, it moved very fast. Like it moved very fast. So I didn't have time to think about it until I had time to think about it. Mm, that's good. Um, and so I, uh, yeah. So I um, came on staff and I was really honestly surrounded by men, but then there was uh, another woman. She's awesome. Her name is Sion. And, um, but, and I've already shared this publicly and I've already shared with her too. Um, She was the person that I didn't want to hear from. Like, you know, we had our differences and much for me, it was uh, my imposter syndrome was much like a competition. It was like I had to live up to something or I w- or people realized that I wasn't good enough. And um, from my story with that, um, within that context of that time, I felt like I had to feel all of my insecurities or my voids of not living up to something or being found out like I was a fraud. I thought that I had to feel that with gossip. I thought that I had to feel that with slander or trying to make myself look good or wanting a title, but not wanting to go through the work and the process. Because if I didn't do this, I was gonna be afraid that I was gonna be found out and I was gonna be let go because I wasn't good enough. Like I, I was, I was afraid, like I went through this slander, you know, I just said that, but like, like all this throughout all this negativity, I didn't know who I was. And I was pretending to be someone else be out of afraid of fear that I wasn't going to be accepted or I wasn't going to be good enough and that I was a fraud and I was going to be found out, you know, basically the things for imposter syndrome. And um, yeah. then I let that like, silence me but I honestly y'all I let that almost defeat who I was because once I realized that I was like oh my gosh maybe I am a fraud maybe I'm not good enough but I am so thankful and this is so important for all of you that are listening that even though that there are hard times and the people that you think that are actually against you are probably the ones that are going to be for you. Sion, there was, um, there were tension between us. There were uh, um, like gossip and, and just like, honestly, a competition. Um, she was the one that she and Pastor Freddie never gave up on me. They never gave up on me, even when I tried to push them away. Because like I said, it all boiled down to my identity in Christ. I didn't realize how, excuse me, powerful and anointed and called that the Lord, that I was and that the Lord gave me and he gives you um, unique gifts and talents that only you can use. Like, so when we're in this room um, where we're feeling like, oh my gosh, I want to be silent 
or I want to overdo it to try to prove myself. We don't have to do either one of those. We don't have to be silent. We don't have to overdo it. God is calling us and he is actually like yearning for because our voice is needed. Your voice is needed. Your gifts and talents are needed. Um, And you know, we have to be able to, within this process that I went through, it was hard. Like I was broken down to rock bottom. I, um, I, I realized that through conversations, hard conversations. And I realized that I needed like, it's okay to have counseling. Let me go ahead and dismantle, um, all the, the social or, you know, world views of you're not lit girl you are not weak because you have to go to counseling it actually shows a sign of humility that like i'm releasing control because i can't do this by myself and we have to be real and honest all right guys sorry about that so in the middle of us recording um our computers just shut down and so i really don't remember where we left off hannah um do you remember Yes. So all I have to say to that, Jackie, is enemy, you know, go ahead and get behind us because you can't stop from what he wants to release his, his children of, of these things. And, you know, I feel like maybe we were talking about when, so like when I was younger, um, I I was always like my parents' favorite child. Sorry, Haley and Heather, if you're watching or listening, (laughs) Um, but it was, um, being the favorite child there, I feel like there's high expectations. Yeah. Uh, and maybe, maybe that's just my perspective of it. But like my, my parents, I always played sports and, um, my parents were always like the hardest on me. I felt like I always had to have it together. Um, or I would be, cause I feel like even with imposter syndrome, there's a lot of disappointment that may come with that or discouragement. Yeah. Uh, so like even it could go as, Imposter syndrome doesn't have to start when you're, when you're an adult, it can start when you're smaller. Um, Come on. So you think like you have to have, you have to look a certain way or um, you have to um, dress a certain way or talk a certain way to be able to be liked or even valued because, you know, so my love language is words of affirmation. So I think that's why I struggle. So, well, I don't want to say I struggle currently because I know um, I'm healed of that in Jesus name. Amen. Um, yeah, but I think that my like words of affirmation, and I seek that uh, on often. If I could just be honest, sometimes it's in an unhealthy way. Like yeah. I seek the affirmation of men when I know men or women when I know that I shouldn't, uh, and it's and sometimes that's a detriment. That's such a detriment because at the end of the day, um, listeners, men or women or someone of the natural they're not allowed to tell you um things that fill you up like they do but they're not allowed to have the final say like what our father says and that's why i feel like imposter syndrome goes back to identity um and even like for me as a mom it's so important for me to i struggle y'all like I know I'm all over the place, but I feel like there's a lot of freedom that can happen when I struggle with um, trying to continue to speak life and not high expectations over my kids because I don't want my kids to have to, my daughters at that, to have struggle with trying to feel like they have to prove something or they're not good enough. And I feel like when I was younger, that that was my mindset of like, I had 
to be the best. I had to look the best. I had to be the smartest. And that just is not the case. And that's when we start believing these lies of, oh, I have to be this or look a certain way or have this certain GPA or this certain control to have value or to even add value. And that honestly is a lie. It's a lie from hell. It's a lie from the enemy. And it's, and I feel like it's a bondage. I feel like an imposter syndrome is bondage to, from keeping you from growing into God, who God has called you to be. Because when we like take that ownership and the authority of who we are created to be, and we walk in that, the fruit of our living God, one that is relevant, the one that is still for us today, he is allowed to, he then is allowed to do work in us, but we have to surrender as we surrender imposter syndrome. We have to um, surrender control and, and, You know, and I'm not going to say like, oh, I have it all figured out. Like, oh, I I had this aha moment. Now I don't ever struggle with it. That that, I would be lying to you guys. Yeah. It's it's honestly a daily mindset that we have to wake up and, and, and think about. We have to surrender daily. Like, I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to be anything. And it's okay um, to stop in moments when we, for me, like, and like when I, I'm in sermon prep and, and I've shared this before, it's like everybody's so excited and they get, they, they start talking, they have these ideas and I try to talk and it's like, oh shoot, maybe I just need to be quiet. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. have a place. But then when I'm like, heck no, the, the Lord has given me a voice. I'm being disobedient if I don't use it. Yeah. And I want to be able to surrender that. But the most powerful thing is y'all is when we speak things out. Yeah. Um, when we say, oh, it's okay for us to say, I'm struggling. It's okay to say, I don't have it all together because the world paints this picture. I feel like um, even American Christianity p- paints this picture of, oh, well, you have to these and thous and you have to walk all of these straight lines and, and, and you're like, you're just awful if you go through things. Well, that's a lie too. Like yeah. that's such a lie because you know, we know that we're defeated and we can walk in that victory, but there's still a battle that we have to continue to join in with our father because we don't have to do it alone. Yeah. You don't have to do it alone. And it's so important that we, that you have this community with reviving her, like this community that says, okay, I'm going to be real with you. All of these women that you've heard on this podcast, we, we want to be real with you to know that you are not alone, yes. that you don't have to go through this alone. Like you have people praying for you that you may not even know. Yes. But, and that's the power of community and surrendering. Honestly, for me, that was a huge aspect in surrendering the imposter syndrome is like, I don't have to do this alone. Yeah. And, and it's okay to have differences and tensions because we can talk them out and we can actually, even something that you may not like about someone can actually be the very thing that the Lord can draw you to together to be able to um, create a kingdom impact because that's what we're doing. We want to create a kingdom impact. And, you know, I'm just, for me, as I surrendered this, uh, imposter syndrome. It, I'm just so thankful for the people around me that never gave up on me, especially my husband, even when, cause if you guys, if you guys are, are, are married or in a relationship, um, your, your, your spouse isn't always going to understand. Yeah. And, and that's okay. That's okay. That's why 
it's so important to be able to communicate that with them because for me, I had all of these different emotions. Like I, when I was going through my mess um, with the gossip and the slander, and I prayed to God that I would be released from the things that mm. that were trying to quote unquote hold me down. Yeah. But those those were the very things that grew me. They grew me into who I wanted to be today. And I found out like even going back to all that like. I was striving for something that I wasn't prepared for yet. And if the Lord would have given me that out of my selfish desires or my wanting to feel affirmed, I would have tanked y'all. I would have failed miserably, but he allowed me to continue to grow and growing pains hurt, but they make you so much stronger. They make you um, really look inward and look upward to who gets the final say to who gets the final say in in who you are because and I was looking through scriptures and um I found Jeremiah 1 5 and this is in the the message and I just want I want y'all I, well, I, I love to teach children so just like make sure your ears are clicked on y'all and it may seem so simple but in the message translation in Jeremiah 1 5 it says Before I shaped you in the womb, I knew all about you. So God knew that we were going to go through the struggles of trying to prove or feeling like, oh my gosh, I need, I'm I'm afraid I'm a fraud or um, this imposter syndrome or insecurities. He knew that. Yeah. But he said, before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. So you mean to tell me that, that I sometimes question Like, and I'm talking to myself, I questioned the word of God that was already written. Like, no. And, Mm -hmm. and it, and it seems so, you know, it's not just like this cheerleader encouragement of a note. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knew you, you are a masterpiece. All of these scriptures that come to mind, these are truths that we need to walk out in and that honestly, that we are mandated to walk out in. Like it's not just some frou-frou story that was written in a kid's book. It is the word of God. And we are allowed to take that because we are his children. Yeah. We are his children. And that he wants that for us. He wants us to believe um, that, that we are enough and that we don't have to shrink back or try to overprove things because we're going to be found out that we're a fraud. It's Mm -hmm. so important that we share our, our inadequacies or even share our gifts, because that is how we grow. We grow ourselves, but then we are able to grow others. And, um, and I think that's where I'm at with that. Like, do I still struggle with imposter syndrome sometime? Absolutely. I struggle with it, but then being able to walk through it, I recognize it and it takes less time to, um, it doesn't hold me down as long, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Thank you so much for just sharing your heart. I mean, I know like just seeing you like on the other side, like I've watched you grow. Like, and I just have to say that through this story that you have shared with us, um, I can't help but to see your commitment to God because even though you had to die to some things and you were walking through this um, imposter syndrome because this imposter syndrome led you to really strengthen the your identity in whose you are in him yes, and girl. so i just have to just speak into that commitment of god like you had a commitment 
to serve God with all the ways of your heart, your body, and your soul. Because honestly, girl, like if I were to have gone through what you went through and you were on staff, like you said, and you were going through this, like I would have probably ran and I probably would have said, hey guys, I just can't, I can't be on staff anymore. But yet you didn't do that. You didn't run. You took, you saw your weakness and you were like, you know what? I'm committed to him. I may not know what it looks like. I may not see the other side, but I know that I'm a daughter of Christ. And you just persevered that thing, girl. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. if I want to speak to that just really quick, I'm sorry to to, to cut you off, Jackie. No. So, you know, I, I tried to run. If I could be honest, I tried, I tried. And that's that's the power of the Lord, let me tell you, because wow. we, we can try to run from what He's called us to, but His plan always prevails. So I, I tried to, honestly, I tried to quit staff. Like I tried to quit what God had called me wow. to. And He was like, nah, girl. Nope. <laughs> no. um, and and that's, that was hard for me because like I said, I tried to, I prayed for a release from that. I tried to quit. Y'all, I, I went to a career switcher program to try to fight what God had called me to be. Wow. And, and I'm like, okay, Lord, but why? You know, those are the, yeah. fam- the famous question, but why? But why? Because we, <laughs> we play this, this poor pitiful me card and the Lord is saying, do you, did you forget that I died for all of that? Yeah. Did you forget that I love you and that I created you? Do you not trust me? And I'm like, oh. And but you know what the crazy thing is, and and then I'll I'll, I'll just be quiet for you guys. Is that that happened like six years ago, six seven? I can't remember exactly. To this day, the Lord still brings me um, through uh, reconciliation. He still brings me to remembrance of the things that I still need to surrender. And even before I preached my first sermon last year, um, the Lord had me walk through things, especially with this imposter syndrome. And He opened up another way for me to repent of the things that I, because imposter syndrome can make you do some downright ugly things. Yeah. And it can make you even go deeper into, oh my goodness, who am I? I don't because you think like you don't want to be found out as a fraud. But then when you, the enemy takes over your mind, you don't even, you actually think you're a fraud because you don't even know who you are. Yeah. And when we fully surrender that and we walk out the truth and believe what the word says, it is so freeing. It is so free. And for y'all to know, like, and, and I don't know why I'm saying this, but it doesn't matter your title or your position or even your knowledge of the Bible. Everybody goes through things, everyone. And it's so important that we share our stories, that we share, because when we share, it's not only free, because right now I'm getting some like freedom for myself. I'm getting revelation yeah. for myself, for the things that still need to break off. When we do that, it's freedom for ourselves, but it's freedom for other women or even, and I'm not even just going to say women, it's freedom for men as well. Yeah. So like you could, you could be the, 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 the breaking chain for your spouse or your best friend that may be a guy or your brother or your dad. Um, so we get a chance to walk in the freedom and to say, okay, if I'm going to, Oh man, I got this, I got this thought that sounds like imposter syndrome. You say, Nope, it's gone in the name of Jesus. This is who I am. And just speak truth over yourself. Yeah. 
That is so good. That is so good. And we just thank God that He didn't let you give up um, because our church definitely needs your voice. And and to you too, you know, who you know, we all deal with this. I feel like this is something um, many of us go through. And so it was just you really have given us like good nuggets to like tackle it and head on, you know, and captivate those thoughts and captivate um, the things that are not of the Lord and command them to obey the Lord. And we just like, I just can't help but just to rejoice. Like, just thank you, God, for choosing yeah. to do the work of your kingdom with imperfect people. Like, it's Come not on. a surprise that we, He chooses the yeah the lowly, the one who seems like can't, shouldn't be the one to get picked, right? And he chooses to raise them up and to use them. And we see it time and time again in the Old Testament. And why would we think he would stop in the New Testament? Like, why do we think he would stop in our time? Because I do firmly believe like we are standing and we are the we are the generation um, that's waiting for the second coming, you know? And so why would we think he would do it in a different way. So I just thank you for that. Um, and thank you for sharing your heart. And we're just so honored to have you. And before we go out, I would like to ask you, did you have any an illustration um, of an imposter syndrome, like at any point, um, like a vision or anything that could kind of help us to really yeah. encourage us to move forward? Yes, girl. And, um, you know... I'm really trying not to get emotional about this, but, you know, I, as we, before we started, you know, we, we joined together in prayer because we always want God's words to, to prevail over ours. And as I closed my eyes, um, I saw a rear view mirror mm. and I was like, okay, Lord. But, you know, as, even as you asked that question, Jackie, um, it brought back to remembrance. Um, I know you guys heard LaDavia on, on a couple of episodes before mine. Um, when I went to visit her one day at school, because um, she works at a school, she's an amazing teacher. Um, I was backing up in my car and I looked at my rear view mirror. And when I looked in my rear view mirror, I had parked in the visitor, in the visitor parking spot. And I looked in my rear view mirror because I have a camera and I saw the word visitor in my rear view mirror. So today, of all days, mm. listeners, when we, I wanna tell you, a rear view mirror is meant to look backwards, not frontwards. The things that may be coming up in your life from your past, it's only a visitor. It doesn't get to stay. Mm. It doesn't get to, so to part. It doesn't get to, um, get planted or even unbuckle its its seatbelt. It's a visitor and we must move forward. We can glance at the rear view mirror, but we need to move forward because that's what God is saying. Um, We can acknowledge what's in our past, but it's only a visitor. It's only a visitor that allows us to shift gears and to continue moving forward. So yes, that was, that's so powerful. Yes. yes. Yeah. Thank you so Ooh. much for that, girl. Woo. That was powerful. Yes, I girl. felt that. So thank you so much, sister. And of course, I have to ask, would you be the honors of praying us out? Um, <laughs> we would just love to just be covered in prayer. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <sighs> Father, we just, we just come before you. 
We come before you surrendered, broken, flawed. But we come before you whole because you said we are whole. We come before you and we thank you for this reminder that we don't have to do life alone, that we can do it with sisters and um, a community around us that uplifts our arms, that one that is honest with us. But Father, I pray for the person that may be struggling with the imposter syndrome right now, that they may be struggling with, well, I don't know if my voice matters. I'm just a fraud. I'm just a fake. And Father, right now, I just pray that as they are hearing the sound of my voice, that that they know that they are valued, that you, my daughter, are enough. Yes. That you, anointed one, are powerful. That you have all that you need to walk out what God has for you. But while you're in the desert, Father, I pray that you give them rain. That even if it's just a sprinkle, that you give them rain to to remind them that you are with them and that you're going to continue to walk through them, that even though this process may feel long, that there's an end to sight, that there is freedom for them. That is for them. That's what I hear. That is for you, my daughter. Yes. You matter. Your voice matters. You are enough. And I just speak over everyone that watches this or listens to this podcast, that even the title, Reviving Her, will spark a fire, a Holy Spirit fire within your heart that can't be shut up. So I just thank you for that. I thank you for renewing strength, for renewing vision, for renewing power, for renewing confidence that is only found in you. I thank you for restoring relationships in the name of Jesus. That as we uncover these things as as to why we struggle with imposter syndrome, Father, that that you we don't uncover them just to see, that we uncover them to continue to grow and walk through them. So I just speak life over everyone that is listening, Father, because you have designed this specific moment for these amazing people to hear these specific words. And I just speak life over Jackie and I just thank you for her heart, her heart that is for your daughters, her heart that is for your kingdom, that is for raising up amazing women. And I especially think of her daughter, Savannah, that she has specifically poured into, that she has obediently poured into because you gave her the gift of this amazing daughter that is that is called to change the world. I just speak peace over them. I speak um, just a rest over them. And as you listening to, I speak a peace and a rest over you. And we claim all of these truths that are written in your word, we claim on to be done. In Jesus' mighty and most powerful name, amen, amen. Amen, amen. Oh my goodness. So much for coming on. And I know this isn't going to be the only time you come on. Listeners, if you guys don't remember when we highlighted the people um, that are working behind Reviving Her, Mm -hmm. Hannah is actually our photographer. And so (laughs) all the pictures you see on there, on our website, on our um, Facebook page and Instagram pictures, um, they do come from her. So we are so excited. (laughs) We know that we're going to hear more of you. But anyways, guys, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. This is the last episode of season one. Thank you for hanging in there with us and sending your many encouragement, comments, messages, letters. We absolutely have loved reading all of them. And so stay tuned because season two will be coming soon. And so we thank you guys. Have a wonderful, blessed week. Bye. Bye.